This is Evan Robb, and I am joined today with Laura Robb. This is the Robb Review Podcast. Laura, welcome. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, Evan. We are still doing our uh, podcasts by practicing social distancing, so we usually do these together in my home office, but you are at your house, and I am at my house, and we are linking up that way, uh, because today's important. You know, we're, we're talking on uh, Sunday, May 3rd. Tomorrow, Monday, May 4th, marks the beginning of Teacher Appreciation Week, which is an important week anytime, um, every single year, rather, um, but now possibly more important than ever because of the amazing work that educators are doing all across the country and all across the globe. So we wanted to take a few minutes to share some thoughts on, um, on great teachers, on some of the things that we admire, some of the things that we see with people that we know. And we also are gonna share a little story each about a teacher who was inspirational to us. So Laura, we spent some time really talking about a list. Our list was huge, but we keep our podcast pretty small. So we tried to whittle, whittle the list down to some things that we just wanted to focus on. And one of the things that I wanted to begin with and share was how much I admire how teachers are so student-focused and student-centered. You know, I've shared this many times in, uh, in podcasts before. I grew up with teaching that was far from student-focused. It was one-size-fits-all teaching, and you sat and you kind of uh, listened, listened to the lecture many times, took the test, and got your grade, and then life went on. Uh, but we see teaching moving more and more to being uh, more personalized, more differentiated, and now with remote learning, we're seeing uh, that occur at even a higher level, and it's certainly inspirational to us. Evan, I couldn't agree more. And another trait that we find among teachers that uh, we work with we, uh, and we admire are their ability to be flexible and adaptable. And we see that in the classroom when uh, they're teaching uh, maybe six or seven different instructional levels and they're working to meet the needs of each one of those children. But today with remote learning, what really amazed me was with very little time to prepare, they just jumped right in and they worked together as teams. They did a lot of reading. There was a lot of information coming out online. And you really saw showcased that flexibility and adaptability. Yeah, I agree. You, you know, there, there are, unfortunately, there are people who believe that the only way educators do anything, whether it's administrators or teachers, is they have to be threatened with some sort of mandate uh, that could impact an evaluation or impact at times pay. Uh, but what we've seen during this time is incredible mobilization uh, by administrators and by teachers all across the globe to do what's right for children. For, for staff in their, you know, in their schools and also for their communities, which brings me to my point, which, you know, I admire very much, which is how hardworking teachers and, and all educators are. Education is, is a tough job. And, you know, the other thing that at times I've unfortunately heard is a belief that, you know, it's not that hard. You go into teaching, it's, it's an easy job. But you and I both know, Laura, and certainly people who are listening to this podcast know that being an effective, impactful educator who really makes a difference for children, you have to work hard. And that is occurring right now, again, possibly more than ever with the efforts going into remote learning as teachers work to take care of their students, but also their, their, person, their own children at times uh, and their family with, with a lot of stressors going on. So uh, 
kudos to the teachers who are working so hard all across America and the globe. I couldn't agree more. You know, it's not a, an eight to three job. Um, it, the children leave at three or 3.30, but that's when a lot of teachers' work begins. They're planning for the next day, thinking about what the students did and how they should make adjustments to their plans to meet students' needs. Uh, they're grading, they're setting up their room and straightening things up. It, it's, an, it, it's an endless job. I used to say, too, that I would dream about my students, so sometimes they were even with me uh, during my sleep. Um, which leads right into the next idea, that when teachers work hard, one of the things that they do is they really work hard to make positive connections with their students. Uh, they make sure that they have conversations with them, that they're moving around the room and conferring um, about the work students are doing and giving support and uh, intervening. But I have to say one thing, Evan, um, because I'm the teacher and you're the administrator, but as much as teachers make positive connections with their students, uh, good administrators make positive connections with their teachers and stroke them for all the excellent work they're doing in the classroom. And in this time more than ever, both teachers, students, and school leaders need to know how much they are appreciated. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that. That's an important message, certainly for administrators to hear, and of course, also for teachers. Um, next on my list is this concept that really good educators model being a learner. And you know that's something that you know, we've talked about that in podcasts before. You and I both believe that there needs to be some real congruency between what you model and uh, you know and how that impacts kids. So you know you can't uh, not not be seen as a learner and then tell your kids to be a learner. But what I have seen, especially with the quick move to remote learning, is teachers working collaboratively, teachers sourcing information from the internet, from social media, from their personal learning networks, in order to gather lots of different ideas on how to effectively uh, go about this, this uh, challenge of remote learning. So really, really proud of teachers who walk, walk the talk and make sure that they are, um, they're being a learner um, for themselves, but also to model that for their, their children. And Evan, that leads me right into the next one on my list, because uh, when you are a continual learner and you have a passion for growing and learning, um, a lot of that has to do with your mindset. And teachers who have that passion and who model consistently the joys and the hard work of being a learner, have what we call a positive mindset, or if you want to use Carol Dweck's language, a growth mindset. Knowing that if they don't know it today, with hard work, they really can get there. And you know, it's, it's again, it, you know, it's kind of like a trickle down effect because leaders, school leaders who have a growth and positive mindset, they impact teachers um, and support teachers growth mindset, who in turn impact the children who they work with. So you can see that collaboration, that uh, whole idea that um, it, it just doesn't happen in isolation, but it is definitely a district-wide effort. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the other thing that I really admire about uh, educators is this uh, this is the optimistic kind of mindset that people have too. You know, it's, sometimes it's hard to be positive when things are really challenging, but 
Um, but I see educators do that. And I also see educators uh, be optimistic and, uh, and believe that uh, better times and better days are to come. The other, the, the piece, the next one on my list is this concept of, uh, of being forgiving and being kind. The, one of the things that we hear a lot through social media now, and it's really kind of re resonated with me, is this concept of grace before grades uh, and making sure that we are taking care of ourselves and that, that we as educators um, try to understand that we cannot fully understand all of the things that the children who we teach are going through right now or, or what their families are going through. And so the importance of kindness, uh, maybe more important now than ever, the importance of grace and being forgiving um, when uh, not as many kids are in a class as a teacher might like or assignment is not completed at the level that a teacher might like, but understanding that there are other factors and other weights on people right now that can be impacting these things. Um, and I see that in educators, you know, I see it all the time in educators, uh, and I certainly, I certainly see it now, and it makes me very proud. Yes, it makes me proud too, Evan, because I, I, uh, I know teachers who are reaching out to families who don't have food and dropping food off on their porch. Um, I know teachers who are checking up on families where someone has been sick with uh, the coronavirus, um, and, and it's that reaching out that makes a difference for everybody, both for the person reaching out and for the people who are on the receiving end. Um, so when I look at all these things that we have been talking about, I think one of the greatest things about teachers that I want every one of them who listen to this podcast to know how much we appreciate is that they embrace change. And um, in this case, change was suddenly thrust upon them. And instead of complaining, they rose to the occasion, they supported each other, and they found ways to help children. I just got an email from a teacher, Wanda Waters, who I coach. And, you know, she said, Laura, I'm, I'm reading twice a week. I send a video to the children. I'm reading aloud. Uh, we're doing our units, but they're choosing books online. And I organized this whole line program her school has into informational books that they can choose from. That takes a lot of creativity, a lot of thinking out of the box. And the spirit of, I can do it, instead of, I can't do it. So that whole spirit of, I can, to me, um, is what makes teachers and leaders exceptional people and we are all fortunate that they are taking care of our children for part of the time during this epidemic yeah it's, re it's really inspirational uh, the things that that I see educators doing and um, you know I draw from that inspiration and continue to be inspired when I think about the change that people have gone through you know you really hit on an, an interesting point here which is change had to happen very quickly and sometimes people react to change differently. You know, some people love, love change, you know, some people love new ideas. Some people just automatically say no to new ideas and others sit on the fence. But, but during this time, everyone's had to change and everyone's had to change quick. And what I, one of the things that I hope that'll come out of this time is that all people will realize that, that they were able to mobilize, work together, be a team, work collaboratively and change. And then in the future, when new change initiatives present themselves, possibly um, educators can reflect on this time 
and think about how they manage this time and continue to manage uh, through this time and how that might apply to change initiatives in the future. Right. I think of, of, of them as pioneers today. Uh, I think you, know, you think of the Westwood movement and people going in covered wagons and not knowing what to expect. Uh, I see teachers working remotely and figuring things out and how to connect with their students, how to care for a student who uh, shows that they have an emotional need, and, and especially focus on the emotional needs of their children. Uh, that They have a pioneer spirit, the spirit of yes, I will get there, yes, I will meet that need. And that is so admirable. It is, you know, for a group of people that uh, educators in general who have been palsied by politics and people who have uh, who believe that they can do it better. Um, I think educators have shown that no, um, they can do it better um, better than anyone else. Uh, and I hope that one other thing that comes out of this time is that um, we minimize uh, people who are not educators saying things like, you know, what are the three reasons you know that someone wants to teach June, July, and August, or that those who can't teach. None of those things are true. They've never been true ever. Um, but what's happening right now is I hope that people are seeing uh, the true capabilities of um, a mobilized group of educators and how it can make an impact, uh, not just in the United States, but all over the, the globe. But I want to um, get off my stump right there, Laura, and um, move us. <laughs> Do you want to add to that? Just add one more thing. Okay. And that is that I think parents are seeing firsthand the dedication of teachers. And they're seeing the difficulty of the job when they have to help their, their children. Uh, because of the remote situation. But the one thing they have is they can always call a teacher and the teacher will respond um, and help them. So what's happening is we're getting more interaction and collaboration. Absolutely. So now comes the latter, towards the end of our, our podcast here, we're, we're each going to share a little story about a teacher that, that impacted us. And um, you know, we, have, we, have, we certainly have a group of people, we talked about this before the podcast, but I wanted to highlight my third grade teacher, Miss Morglione. Um, I had a wonderful time in third grade. She was a really, really nice, kind teacher. I do not remember anything that she taught me at all, but I do remember that she was very nice and she was very kind, and she always took time out of her day to uh, make sure that I was feeling good and enjoying school. But she also had a little business in the classroom that we got to run called the Virginia Company. And I got to work in that business and help prepare soup and really, really nasty hoagies that we heated up in a toaster oven because they didn't have microwaves back then and, uh, and sell them to other students and other staff within, um, within the school. And in particular, I remember that we would, we would have this really, really uh, interesting tasting Lipton cup of noodle soup where if you didn't put enough water into the styrofoam cup when you made the soup, it had a... Um, a very memorable, intense flavor, shall we say, um, when it would sit at the bottom of the styrofoam cup, and I can still remember that taste right now. Uh, but, but I do have fond memories of Miss Morglione, and want to take a moment to recognize her. Well, and my teacher was my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Mansfield, and um, she was so big on plays and dramas. We dramatized everything, and the big play we did. Uh, during that year was the Christmas play and I was Mrs. Santa Claus um, and I had this weird dress that my mother made for me. It was very unlike anything you would imagine Mrs. Santa Claus would wear, but it was a lot of fun. The other thing she did that I will never forget is she is the teacher that in my memory gave us more time to pick 
books and to read in class than any other teacher in elementary school. And I think that that was a pivotal year for me because I read so much that reading became part of my life in school and out of school. Well, that's a wonderful story. And we know that people who are listening to this podcast uh, can certainly reflect and think back to teachers who had a strong impact on them. So what Laura and I ask you to do is um, give that a little bit of thought. And if there's any way that you can send a message to someone who had a powerful impact on you uh, at some point in your life, um, this is a great week to do it during Teacher Appreciation Week. So this brings to a close the Rob Review podcast. Laura, it is always a pleasure spending a little time chatting with you. I know this is a very important week for you also. And I look forward to getting back together with you remotely here to continue to do some of these podcasts for folks. Right. And I want to just leave every teacher listening to this podcast with one thought that you and I appreciate everything they're doing and that there are thousands and thousands of children and parents who appreciate them, too. Um, and we thank them for all they do. Well, nothing more to add to that. So thank you, Laura. This brings to a close the Rob Review Podcast.